Here's the big question. How do new technologists break into an industry with so many people vying for the same opportunities? How do they go about finding the right company, writing a resume worth reading? How do they prepare for interviews and show up with a humbled confidence? Ultimately, how do they create a personal brand that has companies knocking at their doorstep? These are the questions that job seekers want the answer to. And I'm here to guide you from application to offer letter and beyond. Get ready to equip yourself with the tools necessary to stand out amongst a sea of applicants. My name's Chad Jeffries, and your interview guide starts here. Welcome to the Interview Break Fix. All right, welcome back. Episode two. Thanks so much for joining me again. Uh, really excited to actually dive into the details this time. So the rest of the series is going to be uh, heavily focused on skills that you can actually learn and start to apply. The first episode wanted you to get to know who I am and uh, understand what this series is about. Um, so this episode is going to be you know, how to actually find that right job. So there's a lot that's entailed with that. I'm going to go over six steps with you. Um, but before I do that, I want to just, I want to harp on something real quick. So we live in the absolute greatest era in human history. With the internet at our fingertips, it has never been easier to gain knowledge, share information, learn new skills than any other time in history you know, at the stroke of a key, click of a button, you can find information on any subject in the world. And it's all thanks to this information age that we live in now. So you think about the abundance of information that's being thrown at us at, at all angles. You know, it's important for us to use our non-renewable resources of time, uh, you know, to our advantage. And this is where boot camps really come into play. So you know, whether it's a short online boot camp or fully immersive, you know, full-time boot camp, part-time, whatever the case may be, uh, each focus on an accelerated learning program tailored uh, to beginners that, that teach that, I guess, skills needed in this information and digital world that we live in now. Um, so I truly believe that we live in the greatest period in human history. You think about 300 years ago, living hand-to-mouth you know, working on a farm, heavily agrarian, you know, society where, you know, you worked on a farm, you hope to make enough crop to make it through the winter and survive and feed your family and, and hopefully save enough money to, uh, to, to prosper, buy some land and, and continue that kind of growth. So it was very, very difficult. And you think about it now, in just 300 years, and really just since the advent of the internet, we've been really able to focus on passion projects and, and what really provides meaning and value to us. Um, so not just trying to find a job for the sake of finding a job and paying off your loans and, you know, trying to make a life for yourself. Um, so with these boot camps being, you know, a fun fact, only 11,000 you know, $450 is, is the average boot camp cost. And some of them range up to 20,000. A lot of them are even cheaper than that. Um, I, I kind of explained that a little bit in the first episode. Um, but obviously if you were trying to get, you know, a computer science degree or just get another bachelor's degree, you know, you're looking at, at that 
per either semester or year, depending on where you're at. So it's it's really crazy to think about that. But boot camps have made it easier than ever to share this information um, in a short amount of time with relevant skills in that market. So with this thought of, okay, I can I can change careers, I can actually follow my passion for for technology or this, you know, given language or, you know, try to get into into coding or graphics or UX, whatever the case may be. I've seen so many different stories and heard so many different people share their stories. It's it's really incredible to hear that they're following their passion now. So with that kind of passion project, here's what you need to focus on when you're trying to find the right job. So first off, you know, what, what are your passions? Like, Find an industry and company, um, or maybe just an industry in general, maybe not necessarily a company, we'll get there, um, but find that industry that interests you most. You know, is it gaming? Is it finance? Uh, I don't know who would enjoy finance, but hey, there are people out there for sure, and we need you. So, um, but you know, sports, healthcare. Um, retail, e-commerce, whatever the case may be, it's important to focus on the areas that interest you most. Because if you have a passion for gaming, then you need to focus on companies that are, you know, creating games, EA Sports, uh, startup companies that are doing, you know, Blizzard, for example, all these different um, companies that you can really start to target um, or at least have that as an end game. You want to set a goal. I want to be in a gaming industry, even if no one will take me at this point. I need to work towards something so I can apply these skills um, and maybe start working on them You know, on the side. We will get there. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so, for example, um, again, I work at Dick Sporting Goods. Um, I'm, not, I'm not an avid sports watcher or enthusiast of uh, professional sports leagues. It's just not who I am. It's not in my DNA. However, I I love to play sports. I've played sports my entire life, basketball, soccer, tennis. I played, you know, football, but didn't enjoy it that much. But I, I got to try all these different sports and just really, really loved the sense of teamwork and leadership and the values that it instilled in me. Um, so I was really excited when Dick Sporting Goods had reached out to me to work for them because I felt like I connected as an athlete and con- connecting myself with the brand. So a passion for sports, actually playing sports, and then my passion for uh, what I do as a technical recruiter. I was like, OK, well, this makes sense. I met I met the folks on campus, uh, figured out that I was actually against six other people, and I was like, once I saw our campus, met our our people and my team, um, I was like, I have to get in here. I have to do everything I can. I have to work my tail off to prove myself uh, to these people. But I was able to, that passion was able to shine through uh, and that authenticity was able to shine through because of the fact that I was connected to the brand, to who the user base is as an athlete. So it just it just helped a little bit more there. So let's say you have your eye on a company. Okay, now what do you do? Um, so first getting connected with that company, either on LinkedIn, following them on other social media platforms or whatever mediums that they have, and really, I guess focus that first stage on 
getting connected with the people that are actually there. And that's really going to help you start to make those make those connections. So again, if you're in a full-time, you know, cohort boot camp that's local and helping to partner you uh, with companies in that area, that's great. But what if that company that you're looking for is not in your area? What do you do? So getting connected with them on, on LinkedIn, following all their media, um, just getting to know who they are with their financials, um, what their projections are. Um, but I, I think even going past like some Google searches and finding out, you know, what the company values are, you're going to find the company values by talking to people and seeing what they're posting about on LinkedIn. What are what's go a layer deeper than just a Google search or just trying to find who they are. And, you know, if you're truly passionate about that, you, you'll do that. But I want to just reiterate that. Uh, it's super critical to get connected with people on LinkedIn. I mean, again, abundance of information online. Um, how do we kind of weed that out? Um, it, it's getting connected with those uh, with those folks. Um, another thing too, you're going to be talking to recruiters at all times. Um, whenever you're applying, um, going through that interview process, the recruiter is the first step in that process. Um, if they're a good recruiter, they'll do a lot to help you through that and navigate you through the process. Um, but you also need to be diligent on your end to make sure you're navigating that properly. Um, if you leave a bad taste in a recruiter's mouth, unfortunately, you may not see the next step. Um, so one way to kind of combat this is actually reaching out to, um, you know, either a software engineer, somebody in that role that you're looking for in that company, getting to know, you know, what does it take? What, what do you like most about the company? Um, obviously not blowing them up and just thanking them and appreciating them for their time. But again, with those connections, you want to you want to start to talk to people in role, um, potentially the hiring manager. They're usually busy and a lot of people are busy. But um, if you make yourself stand out, those are little things that will add up over time and are very, very critical before you're even getting close to graduation. You want to start maybe like midway um, or maybe you haven't found that company yet and you want to just start you know, making those connections. So doing research. Um, you know, asking them, what's the culture like? What, what group do you work for? What's your team working on? What are some cool things you guys are working on? You know, these are the questions that you can start to ask. And if you can't get connected with somebody that's in that role, you know, get connected with a, a recruiter, have them point you in the right direction. I do that frequently. Um, but if you're, if you're somebody that's being respectful of, of our time, then I, w I have no problem doing that. So that's just an example. Um, so next, you want to you want to create a list of companies that that you'd love to work for. So now that you've done the research, you've narrowed down your focus. Um, you know, actually write out of a list and and rank those companies. So ranking them from you know most desired to just interested. Um, I'd say keep your list like no more than five, just so you can begin tailoring your resume and the level of engagement to like a manageable amount. I can't tell you how critical it is to to be intentional and only focus on like three, one, two, three, maybe five companies at most. You're going to spread yourself thin. 
You're not going to remember who you applied to. You're going to leave bad tastes in people's mouth. Um, if you're talking to them and you're you're like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, who who are you again? Oh, I didn't know I applied there because I applied to a hundred different roles just trying to get a job. It's just not the right thing to do. You can absolutely get yourself land yourself a job in three to four applications, maybe even one to two. Um, so start start with that, um, and then you want to focus. You, you want to focus again your your job search on, you know, I've seen so many people that do, you know, just search online, Glassdoor, uh, Indeed, and they have their, you know, profile made with their resume on there, and they just start blasting out, you know, 40, 50, 100, anywhere that they can, they can manage. And you start noticing that, okay, even a software engineer title, or software developer title, doesn't mean that they're looking for somebody with your skills. What if you're applying to a job that's like three to ten, or you know, ten years of experience, um, but they're not labeling it as a senior? Whatever the case is, what if you were, what if you were a fit for a junior or associate or software engineer one? Uh, what if you were a fit, but you applied to a senior, you know, two times for two different roles at the same company? Uh, that recruiter is going to look at you and be like, did you even read the job description? Because you don't fit. You don't fit. I mean, maybe not yet. Or maybe you applied to, you know, a .NET developer role, but it's hidden in the job description labeled as a software engineer. Right? So, you know, I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but you, you get what I'm saying. So you, you kind of risk, you put yourself at risk doing these um, unintentional, you know, generalized uh, job applications. So, um, a recruiter will see that, and and again, you're just gonna you're just gonna look bad, and you don't want to you don't want to burn any bridges, especially first starting out as a as a newbie. So, um, the the next thing is utilize job boards and and search tools that recruiters are on. So there are plenty of jobs job boards out there, um, LinkedIn is probably the best one to utilize in the professional world. 95% of recruiters use LinkedIn to find talent. Um, so make sure, okay, uh, let me, I, I need to hit, the, I need to hit on this. You must make sure that your profile is set to open to opportunities. You need to go in your settings and make sure that your picture is shown I know uh, some people are weird about privacy. I get that. As a new as a new engineer, you need to be open and available, one hundred percent and transparent. Um, you don't want to make it seem like you're hiding anything. Whatever the case is, you want to be professional. You want to have a professional picture that's nice and crisp and clear. Um, even if you can't get you know a nice clear picture, just like have it professional looking. Right. Uh, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine with that to start, at least. So um, open opportunities. Make sure that you specify which locations you're open to, um, along with your stack. So your tech stack, um, you know, .NET C Sharp, um, you know, in, in which types of roles that you're interested in. If you put that straight up on your on, you know, um, on your LinkedIn kind of header there, uh, that's going to be critical for you. So, um, 
uh, you can also search for um, you can also search for jobs and or you know any companies that are posting their jobs. You can you can follow those. Um, you can follow like hashtags. I mean, a lot of recruiters are blasting out like, oh, I have this position, this this position open, and that's really all their LinkedIn's kind of look like. Um, but any good recruiter, good company will make sure to like either hashtag that, um, you know, so just utilize all the tools on LinkedIn. That's going to be probably your best bet to start. Um, also, Stack Overflow um, is used by a lot of technology recruiters specifically. Um, if you have activity on, st- on Stack Overflow, um, that's really one of the best ways you can showcase your skills while also kind of engaging with recruiters and different companies and and, and just showing that you are real, that, that, that you're working on something, right? Um, so even if you haven't done this yet, uh, Stack Overflow, and I'll include that in the show notes. Um, Monster is another one, but you know it's not so much tech-specific. Um, I would not waste your time on monster. Um, you can get on there if you're like getting to the point where it's a little desperate. Um, but I wouldn't suggest monster. Another one is, um, is dice. You know, you can definitely get yourself on there, but it is flooded. Monster and dice are flooded with staffing agency recruiters. Um, again, I'm one of those and I used to do this. So I, I can speak from experience, um, that I would, I would spam people and it was not cool. I was not getting quality candidates either. So um, just best you stay off of the monsters and dice. Just save yourself some time. Um, utilize Stack Overflow and LinkedIn. Um, there's a there's a ton of other ones too. I'm, I'm going to include them in the show notes here just for the sake of time. Um, but really the, this um, this fifth step here is build a personal brand. And this is probably the most important, but really does take a little bit of time. So if you know you're going to switch and start to get into, um, you know, the world of technology, switching your career, you want to start to focus on on telling your story on, you know, LinkedIn or whatever the case is. Like you want to be kind of transparent, like, you know, whether it's I came right out of high school, I knew I had a passion for this, I, I coded when I was, you know, younger, like I just have a knack for it. I didn't want to go to didn't want to go to, you know, um college. Um wanted to just get my feet wet. Or maybe you are totally switching careers. Um, you know, I was a product or project manager and just worked with uh with a couple teams, just really wanted to get into what the back end looked like. And, um, and really just kind of learned, um, organically and then wanted to, you know, dive into a coding bootcamp. So really kind of develop your personal brand around this, around this change and then get that shown on, uh, LinkedIn. That, that's probably going to be your fo- I would focus on there most, um, telling your story, what you're learning, um, and then, you know, even as a new developer, you'll be working on projects and courses uh, with your fellow peers. And you're probably putting in a lot of skills and, and learning new techniques and languages. You know, showcase them on projects, you know, link them to your Twitter, Instagram, you know, um, I would say even like a Stack Overflow or... Um, Oh, the it's I'm blanking on the on the other one right now. Um, GitHub, 
so getting getting your activity up on there and and allowing people to give you feedback not acting like you know everything or this is the best technology ever be like hey i'm i'm working on this this is a you know maybe this is a graphic that i created and um you know i want to get some feedback on it it, you know, you start sharing that stuff around, that's going to create a personal brand, it's going to show authenticity, it's just going to connect you with, uh, with those people. And, um, you know, good recruiters will look for that. That's something that I look for, for sure. So you develop that early, as a as a brand new engineer, you know, there are a lot of mid and senior level folks that don't do this. And then they become outdated. I've seen that as well, where they just focus on a really old skill. They don't update any of their profiles and they don't really show any activity. And they've been working on the same, you know, system that eventually became outdated. And now all of a sudden they're out of a job for whatever reason and they didn't see the writing on the wall. So get this stuff done early and just kind of develop it over time. Um, that's definitely what I've done, especially here in, in doing what I'm sharing with you now on this podcast and you know, my website, it's all very gradual, um, just little, little bits here and there that, that will get you, um, that will get, get you to where you want to be. So little steps like that are going to help you also kind of find your, find your niche and then target that space a little bit more too. Maybe you're really good at front end, you know, web development. Um, you can start to start to sell your services. You know, even if you don't get a job, you can start to um, utilize like freelancing. Um, very, very lucrative to you know um, sell your time like that as like a consultant on like a freelancing basis. And there's a lot of resources online too that'll help you find um, companies that will have small side projects and they need somebody to just you know, work on their website or, you know, whatever it is that they need. Um, but there are platforms online that'll get you connected um, with companies that are looking for that type of work. So the last point I want to make here is you definitely want to make yourself like an obvious fit for the position. So I know this one kind of like speaks for itself, but I want to refer back to the jobs that you're applying for on your resume or, you know, with your resume. So doing your research, seeing what that opportunity and is exactly, what's important to that company in they're looking for their next hire, asking that those types of questions and always, you know, following up questions, even if you like haven't applied yet and you're just reaching out to somebody there, it's like, you know, I, I'm really interested in this company. Can you do you have time to tell me more? what do you really like about it what what are values that that are sought after on your team or maybe in general at your company um for example you know at exporting goods we are you know working in an open environment where cross functional teams work collaboratively at like a tabletop doing paired programming and extreme programming practices um so basically you're sitting with another developer and if you are someone who works like heads down by yourself, then you're not a fit. And you saved the recruiter time, you saved yourself time. If you know that you work better heads down, which that might not be the case for boot coding boot camper, but again, that might be what you're looking for. If you're looking to be heads down in a cubicle, work on your code and kind of just shut yourself off, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. And if you save yourself the whole 
application process, interview process, only to find out when you meet the team and come on site, you've wasted hours and hours and hours, you know, interviewing and you're like, wait, this is an open environment and I'm working on a team. Again, any good recruiter will kind of explain this environment, but it's also your job to to ask those questions. And if you don't get to know what it is that you're looking for, who you are, what's important to you and what's important to the company, you know, we're looking for somebody that's that's open to this type of environment that likes to work collaboratively, that likes to uh, be coached and kind of mentored up. Um you know, the, those are the kind of things that you can just weed out right off the right off the bat, and you don't even have to waste your time filling out an application. So, tailor your resume, um, and and really speak to what that job description is uh, is is looking for as well. So, tailoring your resume is 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 very crucial. Um, depending on what boot camp you're working. Um, you're working at sometimes they have like this resume writing like course or this resume writing um, you know template that 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 they can have you kind of like coach you on Um, those are definitely good Um, I would suggest focusing on on the skills you want to focus not only on the skills in the beginning on the top portion but you also want to focus on you know, what is that company looking for in the job description? Okay, they're looking for a Java developer with some Angular experience or some React experience. If you don't have any of that experience, then don't lie and put it on your resume and embellish and just be honest. But if you do have knowledge or you you worked on an application that, you know, had a, you know, somebody on that team knew and you kind of like paired with them, you know, put that stuff in your action statement at the top of your resume and projects. Um, so I'll actually, in the next episode, I'll dive into the actual resume writing and then getting that application in there. So I'll kind of save that for next episode. Um, but the resume writing one is pretty important. Um, but again, with all the profiles and, and, and different ways that you can showcase your work online, those are going to be the probably the best ways that'll get you on there. But ultimately, when you apply, you need to submit a resume, and a lot of people need to see that, especially as a new engineer or a new developer or graphic designer, UX, whatever. Um, so I hope you found this. Uh, I hope you found this valuable. Um, again, if you found it, if you found it incredibly valuable, please share. Um, I'd love to get this information out. Um, you never know who you're going to connect with and, and who you're going to impact on a daily basis, too. Um, even if you, you know, aren't a boot camp graduate um, or, you know, if you already graduated, landed a job and want to share this with somebody that you know, um, I would absolutely appreciate if you could do that for me. The only way we're going to get to um, to grow the show is for is for you to be you know, stewards of it and, and share the show. Um, so I'd appreciate an honest rating as well. Um, I'm getting ready to, um, uh, I'm getting ready to get some kind of like coursework started up at this point. Um, so there's definitely going to be a lot to come. Please subscribe interviewbreakfix.com. Again, interviewbreakfix, all one word.com. You can find me on all the podcasting mediums, um, hopefully get some uh, some live streams and videos up soon. 
So that is all to come shortly. I appreciate you all so very much. And until next time, stay humble, be good, and I'll talk to you soon. 